Hello, everyone. Uh, we have a we have a word from our sponsor. So sit tight, and we'll get to the cast. This summer has a high record heat. Walking outside has been rough. I personally walk outside and work outside for a living, and it has been rough out there this year. But one of the best ways I keep hydrated is with liquid IV. You just rip a packet, add it to water, and drink it down. It is, I personally like the uh, watermelon flavor because it is actually really good compared to a lot of the sports drink I had, and it's not too sweet, which is nice. Um, another thing that's really nice about it is three times more electrolytes, which I always seem to be struggling, especially in this heat. So three times more is very noticeable on those hot days. So you can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code NerdBets at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code NerdBS at liquidiv.com. Remember, all lowercase, and thank you for listening, and now let's move to the cast. Hello and welcome to another episode of Nerd BS. It is Wednesday, actually. We've decided to start recording on Wednesdays again. It is Wednesday, the 20th of September. And I am joined by my wonderful co hosts, Tomas. Hey, what's and, up, everyone? And Kyle. Hello. And we are going to talk about two things today, Boulder's Gate 3 and Ahsoka 2nd. So we will start with Boulder's Gate. Why don't you kick us off, Tomas, because you are the one, I think, the only one who's actually put a considerable amount of time into this game. Uh, yeah, actually, I've, I've put quite a bit of time in it because mainly right now I'm working on reviews for my second book and stuff so that I can get that all set up so when the editor wants it they can get it uh so I've had a, I've had a bit more free time on my hands probably than than you guys but I've gotten pretty far in it I made just made it to the city recently and yeah it, I find it to be an incredible game not so much like gameplay wise there there are some things that are that are a little frustrating gameplay wise but in terms of getting the feeling of sitting down and playing D&D it's actually great and I would I would love to get together with you and maybe even Kyle if there's or a chance or maybe with couch co-op because you can really actually feel like you're playing D&D while playing it and it, it, there are some some insane things that can happen it's just really fun that the whole dice rolling thing i can never get enough of that it, it gives me all the dopamine hits <laughs> yeah explain that dice thing because uh, i've seen it but maybe like elaborate on it a little bit yeah so like for any skill that you do like lock picking or trying to persuade someone or trying to uh trying to sneak well i have actually haven't seen too much for sneak but uh pretty much for any action that you do you the screen will will have this little dice come up and it will roll into a dice cut uh dice uh <clears throat> dice platform dice mat for you uh 
And so, yeah, you can see your, you can see the number that you have to reach, and then you can watch the dice roll and cross your fingers that with all your additive stuff and skills like, or spells like guidance and things like that, that you'll match the the DC. So, but yeah, I, I experienced it on the laptop a little bit or the PC. My brother owned it uh, or purchased it back when you could pre-order it about two or yeah. plus years ago at this point. And when I got my laptop about at the beginning of this year, I was excited. So I was trying out different things and I noticed he had it. So I put it on and I played the beta for a bit and I was really enjoying it, but I did find that my laptop wasn't the best for it. So I kind of was waiting for the console port, but with so many games being out right now and everything else, I haven't really got a chance to get into it. But it, it is. It, it looks like a, a very good game, and, and Larian Studios is a, a very good uh, company, and they are very good on not putting like microtransactions and stuff into games. I mean, they're been very staunch about not doing it. In fact, I don't even think I, their other two games really have any expansion packs or anything. I haven't seen anything about <clears throat> microtransactions in this one. I, I actually would really like an expansion pack to this one uh just because I, I would like to be able to keep leveling my character it it does kind of stink that you can only get to level 12 i understand why they did it i'm not saying like oh this is stupid but like i do understand why they did it because it would just be <clears throat> so much extra stuff to add to the game that would just be insane um, when there's already a lot in the game itself. Like, yeah, and yeah one of the things you're saying, like, with performance, man, I will say this, I got used to not having load screens on the PS5, and this game has load screens. Like, <laughs> really? Yeah, it does take it a while sometimes to, to load it up. Really getting a blast from the past. It's not only a turn-based game, but also you have to yeah. wait for your... <laughs> World yeah, load yeah. in, huh? Slows yeah, you down does, a little bit. It really does. Um, but one of the things that I did find that was so fun about this game that I have, I didn't realize how much I missed this until playing this. <clears throat> is the, I'm sorry, I got something stuck in my throat. I really missed the playing a game and not having fetch quests like just exploring the world and as you explore the world people go you know that people don't even necessarily tell you that they need help with something you often have to like egg it out of them like come on what what do you need tell me what you need like um and you know you you could essentially go all the way to Baldur's gate without finding the majority of the side quests and you would probably still have a, a very fun and entertaining game like i i honestly forgot how much i missed a game that just depends on its narrative you know what i mean to 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 make hours instead of being like oh now you gotta go get 50 of these things or conquer these towers or you know what i mean i, I i'm trying to like grasp my mind around it there are no like side quests or anything like that is that what you're trying to say or no there are definitely side quests but what i'm saying is is like for example the main quest took me to a I, i'm not going to say any names or anything so i don't want to necessarily spoil the game for people but the quest took me to a certain location i went to this certain location <clears throat> when i arrived at this certain location i went to complete the quest and in doing so found another quest that was also essentially part of the main quest you know what i mean so it was like oh well i'm still doing the main quest but i can still do this extra thing because it's it's all right here it, i don't have to travel the world to do something you know what i mean like it so they're doing a good job with with 
intertwining the side quests with the the main yeah, objective. Yeah, everything just feels so fluid. Nothing feels like like just pointless grind for grind's sake. You know what I mean? And what about so have you played any other Lyrian No, I games? haven't. And I kind of am disappointed that I haven't after playing this because I'm like, wow, if the stories are this good in the other ones, yeah. I maybe should have played those. Yeah, the Divinity games are really good as well. They do not have the uh, core system like the 5th edition system as their backing, but they have their own system that they've created that's actually very good. Uh, so... I mean, do you have any interest in trying those games now that you're playing this one? Because they're the same style, mm-hmm. they're still this turn-based style with the uh, with a different mechanics underneath, but they're still very similar. So, one of the advantages that this game has for me that other turn-based games don't have for me is I very much enjoy D and D mainly for the camaraderie and some for the story so i do understand that when i'm playing DD on my i mean when i'm playing DD on a console i'm not necessarily getting the camaraderie but the story to me was so gripping that it was interesting so if larian's other games if their stories are somewhat familiar to me and therefore i would be easily gripped by them yes i would i think i would enjoy them a lot i think if it was a completely new fantasy that i would have to get to know the lore to and things like that i don't don't think i would get that gripped by it she's saying because it's in the forgotten realms that makes it more yeah because i've grown up with forgotten realms so i know things about forgotten realms so there's that that bit of nostalgia that gets pulled in with this as well. Got it. How did you remember if it's and... the Forgotten Realms? <laughs> well, I I mean, I don't know if if Kyle, if you've ever played any of these style of games, but this one has couch co-op, which is something that I find absolutely amazing. And I would, yeah, I would love that. I would I would love to I don't know how many it can support on couch co-op, but I think it would be fun to to get together maybe for an afternoon and just just let you see this. Although it, it can be it can be overwhelming. I'm not gonna lie. It it can be overwhelming. One of the advantages again is that I know D D and I come from a little bit of a D D background and so you know, stepping into this, it wasn't so overwhelming to me, but I, I could understand how people who, who haven't played D&D and stuff who could be overwhelmed by this. Like, this is just too much. Like, too much. Everything's... Like, I know that even Imogen, who plays D&D, who's played this, she just... She'll sometimes say, like, I can't play this because it just requires too much brain power. Like... <laughs> Yeah, she she mentioned something about the inventory management. Yeah, that's, that is that is not. She, she brought that up, and I I, I am concerned about that because I I struggle with inventory management in games because I just get so it gets so bogged down sometimes. And D and D, even as a tabletop RPG, it's it's still something that it consistently happens. And when Imogen, oops, sorry, uh, when sorry, when sorry, your fiance yeah. brought it up was it I think it was yesterday or something I walked into my son's room while he was playing and I saw this giant grid between two characters he was going through or so I think it was selling yeah. or something I was like holy crap and he he was just like yeah this isn't even the half of it I'm like oh my goodness this is so much inventory management I don't know how this is enjoyable that's that's always been my struggle with a lot of these uh-huh. RPGs is is just inventory management because it just always takes so much time yeah I'd rather just play the game. Yeah, and I I can attest towards what happens, like, how vital inventory management is throughout the game, because I haven't finished it yet. But I will admit that inventory management can be stupid overwhelming, because, like, I, I'll, I'll go through a part of the game, 
and I'll be like, all right, I got to set aside like half an hour to 45 minutes because I'm going to go through all this stuff and figure out who needs what, and what should be all worn by who and stuff like that. But the thing is, is I don't, I don't yeah. know if it has to be that dramatic or if you really just need to focus on equipping your, your four members. Um, but I've, I've just been trying to ma- micromanage between my whole party, uh, which which definitely has made inventory management kind of like, oh, do I sell this? Do I keep this? Do you know? Am I, is someone else going to be able to use this? Like, I feel like, I feel like if I get towards the end of the game, if I get to the end of the game, and I didn't need the other people that I was like equipping out, the next time I play through it, I'm I'm just going to sell everything that doesn't pertain to my four people. You know what I mean? Just you have it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, is there? Is there? Kind of auto equip is there an auto feature that's exactly what i was gonna ask I, as well. yeah i honestly don't know because i haven't gone into that option because i'm i'm a control freak so i like to micromanage everything uh but i believe imogen has said that on the computer one that she plays there's some type of like auto control on at least the companions so she doesn't have to worry about them uh so yeah that's good but I, I don't know if that's on the, the computer. I mean, I don't know if that's on the phone. I would, I would imagine it's the same. I mean, if it isn't, that would be surprising. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's I, the game is identical between the console and the PC besides potentially the control mm-hmm. scheme. Um, well, what is what is what what are you playing? I, Why don't we go over like what as you're playing it? Like what what's your character and how how are you liking that specific character? I, I personally made a barbarian uh, mainly because I wanted to ensure that my character wasn't going to die and I knew that in D&D barbarians are really good at soaking up stuff Uh, so I made a barbarian so that I wouldn't die Uh, it has made my conversation interactions (laughs) interesting uh, to say the least which is actually some of the fun that I've really started to enjoy with this is the fact that like, yeah, you're, you could swap to your more charismatic player to talk to everyone. And then you would ensure that you would have a higher success rate. But, uh, I, with my barbarian, I, I talk to everyone. I do all this stuff because I, I want those fails to see how crazy stuff can happen and like for for example mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just end on this example i was in a library talking to a librarian or in a shop talking to a, a lady who was selling books it wasn't just books so it would i guess not be a library but anyways um <clears throat> she was selling books and uh she was whispering and i was like well, my character was like well, why are you whispering and she was like well the books you know are a little temperamental so we, we need to keep our voices down and playing a barbarian I had an option in my thing barbarian option to essentially yell really loud you know like is that true books is that how you want the atmosphere to remain and so I chose that option and all the books exploded like literally exploded <laughs> it was hilarious that's great <laughs> like but I wouldn't have had that option to say that unless I was playing a barbarian. So I have always yeah. just used my barbarian to talk to everyone so that I can have that option to do my barbarian thing. There are some times where I haven't done my barbarian thing because I was like, no, that's just crazy. But uh, yeah, it was. It, it's a great game. I highly recommend it for anyone who likes D&D, who likes fantasy, who likes a good story in a game. Um, I will warn you, yes, there are some mechanical issues that are kind of annoying. There are some inventory organization things that could be much smoother and much better, much better handled. Uh, but overall, I just cannot get over the fact, and I'm going to repeat myself right now, I have really missed a game where I feel like progressing through the game is actually part of the story i'm not doing these stupid side quests that have nothing to do with my actual story you know what i mean like Mm. 
Yeah, it reminds me of um, who are those guys on YouTube that do all those videos, all the oh. the Australian guys, or whatever. Um, the oh, I think I know you're talking about. do all the fetch quests. Yeah, you, you uh, know the NPC about. guys, the NPC yeah. dudes, or something NPC like man. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, just all the. You know, they just make skits. Yeah, about they make the it. Yeah, yeah. The games are, <laughs> yeah. How tedious it is. They do. It. That's it's awesome, really though. That it's that it's not going that way. Um, I mean, there there are definite side quests, and you know it's side quests. But in so doing, side quests you further main quests. You know what I'm saying? Where in other games you don't right. further the main quest. It's like, why did I get you a hundred Bortus? Oh, because I wanted it. Where in this yeah. game, it's like, why did I get you 100 board tests? Because I can make you this really cool weapon if you want it. Well, okay. <laughs> right, yeah. You said, like, it's not just fetch quest for the sake of fetch quests. Actually, there's a purpose yeah. to it, which is cool. Yeah. Do you think you see them, like, updating those issues that you mentioned? I, uh, I would hope so, and I would think so. Uh, mainly because I know they've updated things so far and they've changed things so far so yeah Lorian is known to have uh, a very passionate development team so they're very consistent on updating and making sure bugs are fixed so I, 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 I would see that they will probably continue to upgrade this game and I also expect there to be an expansion just because the other two had expansions as well, the Baldur's Gate 1 and Baldur's Gate 2. So it only makes sense that Baldur's Gate 3 would have an expansion as well. So we'll see what happens. But I think that's enough of Baldur's Gate talk. We've been trying to, or I've been trying to keep the buzz going of a new show that came out recently, very Star Wars themed um, Ahsoka. I think we've all watched it, which is pretty rare recently i don't think there's been a show that we've all been following up on but i think it's primarily because uh, i don't know if it's because just i i know i was super hyped for it i know tomas has some interest in it and i i know kyle you you have your conflictions with it but um ahsoka is out we've all kind of kept up I think on every episode, are you not caught I, up, Tomas? I think I we talked about this. I haven't seen the new newest one, but I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen. I will say this for the show. It is predictable, but I don't think I was getting into this thinking it was going to be like a, a a mind mind bend or anything like that. So I do think I know what's coming, uh, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, but you did... You don't care you about spoilers? I think no, you brought that up. Take a guess. Uh, they use the space whales. Uh, they the space whales. Hold on. Uh, wait, we we are doing spoilers. Oh. Spoiler, spoiler, Sorry. spoiler. Now we talk about Soka with all the spoilers. Uh, Go the ahead. Space whales are going to take them to Thrawn and Ezra. But prior to that, what's her name? Sabine is going to go. She is going to see Ezra. She is definitely going to turn on the other Jedi. Balin's skull. skull? She's definitely going to turn on Balin. The other Padawan won't. They'll have another fight between the two of them. Yada, yada, yada. Am I on the right track? Uh, no, you actually kind of missed out a couple things there that close, though. Don't happen that way. Yeah, a couple things. I mean, you a couple things, yeah, but it's easy to guess on on some things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's that's what Uh, I was saying. But that's kind of where it was going, anyways. But yeah, yeah, I've I've been enjoying it as far as a Star Wars show. I mean, I was really let down by Obi Wan. Um, I was. Yeah, Obi Wan was awful. Yeah, I was slightly let down by the third Mandalorian. I definitely... Yeah, it was pretty meh. Yeah, I definitely see the problems that you had with it, Alan, and I would probably agree with them as well. I feel like this is a Mando show. Why do we still have Baby Yoda? I loved Baby Yoda, but it was... To me, it had nothing to do with the Mandalorian. 
but anyways, those 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 gripes aside, what I have liked about Ashoka, although they haven't been anywhere near uh, prequel level saber fights, but the saber duel. No, they do not have the same. Yeah, they do not have the same um, but, director, bike choreographer. They are better than the Obi Wan Vader junk that we got. Like. Yeah, I was telling, yeah, I was telling my friend that I feel like this is the best lightsaber combat we've seen yeah. since the Clone Wars, or not Clone Wars, since yeah, the prequels, because the prequels, love them or hate them, yeah, they had and amazing have, lightsaber fights. And like, I there was no question about it. I wouldn't say that Ashoka's on par with them, but I would definitely say that Ashoka no. has remembered how cool a lightsaber fight can look, and has done that like which i i really appreciate it in terms of story like i said yeah it's it's pretty predictable but i like i wasn't gonna i wasn't necessarily gonna be shocked by anything didn't quite get the whole water thing i feel like they could have had that same moment if he had just like force pushed her into a rock and knocked her out or something but i feel like if you get knocked unconscious in the water it becomes less, yeah. It becomes less realistic that way. I know it's not realistic at all, but in a way, it's like at least treat your audience with some level of of understanding that the threat level is at least still semi there. Like because with her like being fine after being in a situation where she should have drowned no matter what because she's unconscious she can't use the force to protect her i feel like that was a poor choice and i feel like star wars has made those choices kind of repeatedly and it's kind of bugged me they did it with leia they they did it with uh kylo ren and ray where they just freaking heal each other uh and now that they're doing it oh and they did it in in obi-wan where they try to threaten luke and it's like but anyways okay uh yeah i, I understand what you're saying but I, I would argue that you know the force is beyond but, our recognition but, so but, it's a bit different which is even beyond their recognitions they, they've even stated that, that multiple times such a cop-out and it's poor writing when you could actually make the writing work so that the stakes are still there and you don't have to make it go, well, the force can just do whatever it wants. Because with that kind of So this this is where this is where the problem is right now, is that I know neither of you have watched the other two series, which means you don't I don't think you guys are specifically you Tomas when you're explaining this. I don't think you understand Ahsoka's history. Because she's kind of a I wouldn't say God, but okay, immortal. But, They've sorry. No, seriously, she she was um, uh, she absorbed the mother or the sister. Yeah. Sorry, um, which was essentially a god who brought yeah. her back to life. Okay. And that that's fine with me and everything like that. But if you're going to create stakes, you need to stick to them, and that's the problem that I have. It's not a problem with Ashoka. It, what, what stakes? Are, what stakes are not being stuck? Well, that's to? what I'm, I'm saying is that if you're going to create stakes, like people can die then you need to put people if you put people in situations where they will die then they need to die like that this whole new star wars has but she but she was first of all she wasn't even there she was in the world of between worlds but she was put there, there after that no no her body isn't there her body is in the world between worlds then they need to do a better job explaining that because the audience has no idea this is happening I mean, you're, I, I, I you're know a it. Hardcore Star Wars fan, I can tell you that ninety percent. Yeah, that's that's the biggest issue with Ahsoka right now is that and, it is not designed and, for people who aren't and whether, up to date. And whether that is or is not, but that is my point: is that their their writing is going in such a way that either they're leaving their their audience in the dark, or they're treating their audience as if they just. As if everything previous canon didn't exist, and it, it becomes a bit frustrating. 
Wait, what? What do you mean? What are you talking about? Previous Canada doesn't exist. What are you? People drowned in Star Wars. I mean, it's happened. You can't tell me that people haven't drowned in this universe. So if you put people in a situation where they can drown, then maybe they should just drown. <laughs> like I know. But she's not a. She is not just a person. That's what I'm trying to make you understand. First of all. And second of all, she there was a logical reason why she wasn't yeah, right. dead. And that's not explained very well yeah, in the show. That's, that's what Tomas is saying. But the thing is, is yeah, the thing is, is, I suppose the show's not perfect. I'm, I'll give you that. I'm not going to sit here and say it's perfect, but I mean, I had no issues with it. I guess. Well, I I like the lightsaber fights. I think they're they're done well. Um. I do think, like I said, the story's a bit predictable, and I do feel like that this is a lot... When I watch some of these lightsaber duels, even though they look so cool, I know no one's going to die in them. And that kind of takes away some of the excitement in the lightsaber fight for me, because these people are immortals. (laughs) But I do... Love. What? I do I mean, love seeing uh, at least some of what I grew up loving. But yeah, maybe it's also just the fact that it's being taken in a different direction. But I, I feel like it's not explained well. But it's, it's, you know, it's got its good points and it's got its, its, its flaws. But I have enjoyed it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying it quite a bit. I mean, I've been. It, it definitely started off a little slow, but I feel like it's it's really picked up. It's definitely a continuation from from Rebels almost directly. I mean, there's a little stuff in between with Mandalorian and things like that, but for the most part, it is directly following Rebels' uh, footsteps, which has been pretty great for any, anybody who's a fan of those series because we got left on a huge cliffhanger, which this is kind of continuing that. Um, yes, uh, we already knew. I kind of was... It was kind of bad on their part for spoiling Thrawn in the trailers because it kind of gave you or did give you um, the exact like where it was going. I mean, if you didn't know uh, this last episode, Thrawn was finally shown for the first time. And I really I really like where the uh, aesthetic is going and things like that. I'll get to that in a minute. Sorry. Um, I'm... I'm loving Balin Skull and Shin Hati. These are probably my two most exciting characters that are going forward in Star Wars right now, just because they're very mysterious. And we got a bit more information on Balin in this last episode, which was phenomenal. I'm I'm loving all the Night Sister stuff. We're actually getting a lot more Night Sister stuff, which is fascinating. That we went to. Uh, the planet uh, Paradia, which is a new, from what I've understood, a new, completely new thing to Star Wars. And we're talking about history of the Night Sisters, and we have like the uh, the new uh, mothers or grandmothers, these witches that were there. Um, we have Thrawn, who's took me a second, honestly, I won't lie. I guess I've always depicted him as a little bit more interrogating, but he did do a lot of the things that I was expecting. He was very practical. He's very callous, and he, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. And you could see with the when he was moving the the pieces on the on the board um, during it. Now, it still doesn't make sense why you know why if they're on the same planet, then why hasn't he found Ezra yet? But that's just that is what it is for now. So we'll figure well, that here's, out. Here's something um, that I and you know a lot of your points. Yeah, I agree with Alan. I actually have found Balin interesting uh I yeah I find his Padawan eh, I care a little less for but him himself yes I find him very interesting uh I am a bit confused on the person that he's working for is she a night sister or does she just know night sister magic so so she if you don't don't remember in Mandalorian she was in Mandalorian it was Morgan Elsbeth she is a night sister um, she is a witch. She and she, yes, she is. So in this latest episode, they finally confirmed that 
uh, Balin Skull and Shin Hati are technically mercenaries for Morgan Elsbeth. So she well, yeah. hired them. So that means that Balin Skull is is this weird dark Jedi that is kind of going his own way. I don't even know if he's really a dark Jedi. The way he described himself in this last episode was basically he's taking what he liked from the Jedi, what he respected, but also throwing away all the things he felt that they were doing wrong. But here's and that's why he's here's my thing that's a little confusing with uh sorry, can you say her name again? The the person that's hired. Uh, Shin Hati. The, the one that's hired them, the Mandalorian. Oh, Morgan, the Bur- Morgan Elsbeth. So I I really like a lot of the costumes, like with Ashoka and with uh what's her name? The the pilot Hera. Like I really I really liked, yeah, like Hera. the the costume design and stuff like that. I really wish that they had made Morgan look more like a night sister though. Because I feel like she does So this is yeah, they did that. I don't know why exactly they went with that specific aesthetic. I'm assuming she's essentially hiding who she was in the Mandalorian because it seemed like a lot of the people around her didn't know exactly who she was. And so she's been kind of hiding that. She does not look like a night sister, but in this this current episode we got uh, these three characters that mm-hmm. these three witches that definitely look they're very mm-hmm. dead on night sisters. So it is it is definitely really cool looking yeah. and this is the first time we've actually had like a real night sister in yeah, live action. So, you know, we've we've heard my yeah. opinion on it. We've heard Alan's opinion. I'd like to hear Kyle's. Um, yeah, I mean, kind of taking your complaints, Tomas, just a little bit further. I don't like the lightsaber battles. Like, you know, you guys were comparing them to the prequels and they had months of choreography. Yeah. Yeah. And training to prepare for that it's evident that these shows don't have it and it's just mm-hmm. uh, yeah i kind of i was gonna say shout out shout out to Neil, nick gillard and i hope that they bring him back he's the choreographer for the prequels he is still around he's still working but for some reason disney is not grabbing him back yeah. and i have no idea why and yeah. it's bugging me and that's like continue kyle complaint really is like disney is just overall making a lot of bad choices with a lot of their Mm -hmm. um, properties that they own but you know we're talking about ahsoka so yeah um, (laughs) yeah i just found like some of the costumes okay but like hera i i can't even look at hera oh really she, she looks weird yeah like her tentacles just too much tweet Twi'leks have always looked bizarre. Yeah. I don't. It's hard for them to do the 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 Liku correctly. I mean, even in the original Star Wars movies, they've always been kind of. Is it? Uh, it's let me hard ask to, you guys. Is it because of the way like they don't move like they do in the cartoons and stuff? Like that's. I don't know because, what it is exactly. Yeah, because even like I said, even in the original trilogy, it's always there been are kind times of. Where I've been watching, there are times where I've been looking. watching it. Although I've seen it more with Ashoka than I've seen it with Hera, but maybe because that's because Ashoka's on screen more. Is, uh, I it's not called a Liku with her, right? It's uh. No, yeah. I can't remember what but it's called, but it's hers, not a Liku. Yeah, it's still hers, organic. I believe yeah. it's her front right one always has a tendency to bend out towards the right no matter what she's doing and i've really noticed it and it really kind of bothers me and i'm just like why can't they have a puppet dude that is just keeping <laughs> control of those things yeah and just moving them yeah. in place that would be his job i they've done stuff and the reason would probably be because it's a tv show it's not a movie they do a lot more stuff like that in movies and stuff but disney has the money to hire someone to do that (laughs) i just i mean i i i know movies have done that i didn't even notice it to be honest they use puppets to control little specific parts of the costumes like and so it's kind of like you know it can be done and you know it can be done well i just don't understand why you don't do it like it would make it so much more i just don't there's in my opinion. Like, 
Yeah, I and I agree if they put more into that, that probably would help. But I don't know of any other property that even does anything similar to this. Like, because these characters have, like, things on their heads that are supposed to be part of their bodies. Like, without just going diving directly into CG. Which they could. I mean, they could probably put more CG into it. But how much CG do we want? (laughs) Yeah, but at a certain point, I don't know. It hasn't affected my... You know, I haven't I mean, even noticed for it. For the to be most part, like, when she's fighting and stuff, I have no problem with it. I don't notice it. But it's mainly when she's talking or when she's doing one of her silent poses, which you have to admit she does quite frequently. It becomes pretty obvious it to me. Does. It's like silent pose. Mm, I can see that thing sticking out weird. And her other one's fine. Her other one is laying flat. It's perfectly fine. But that one is not. <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that stuff bugs me too. But I tried to let it go. I really did, but it's just like, yeah. The fact is, is I is I'm nitpicking at that point, and I know it. But I will agree with Kyle. The saber fighting is not as good as the prequel. But I will also say, and maybe it's because we've had such bad saber fighting up to this point. It is miles better than what I've seen in the past decade. Like, yeah, yeah. And well, I, I appreciate that. I agree. The movies. Then, <laughs> there's no contest. Those things are terrible. I mean, Force Awakens is okay, I guess, but yeah. Um, but are you... yeah, I think the whole show is like too slow. There's just I too many long shots. It's just like it could probably be a whole episode shorter. They don't have all those long, drawn-out shots and conversations. Um, the conversations don't feel organic at all. Like these characters should are, have all this history together. And uh, and the reason why I going back to the Hera's thing, I didn't watch the shows, the original shows, but I did play uh, the mobile game um, mm-hmm. for six plus years, and they had all those characters. That the Phoenix. Squad was a, was a team, right? And so I had Hera as the lead, and I'd I'd see those characters every day. So in my mind, they they need to look like the animated characters, right? That's the problem, mm-hmm. like translating mm-hmm. them into live action. Okay, I can see. Is you know, and I'm there's there's room for there's wiggle room, but th- that one just bugs me so much. She looks mm-hmm. so weird. Um. I don't know what's going on. Maybe she has a lot of hair or something. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I will also say one of the things that I've been kind of surprised with is, especially because they showed him in Mandalorian, where has, uh, what's his name, Lestat? The 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 big purple guy. Uh, Zeb. Yeah. Zeb. Lestat, right? Or Lestat? What's their race called? Yeah, yeah. Sounds about like, I don't remember right now something. on top of my like, head. Anyways, they showed him in Mandalorian, and so like when she like brings the force of pilots to help Ashoka, Ahsoka, I was like, oh okay, and they're gonna show Zeb, and there was no Zeb, and I was like, wait, I thought Zeb and her were like thick as thieves. <laughs> yeah, did something happen that we don't know about? Yeah, like is there one? something that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know why Zeb wasn't there, but he's not there yet. I, I honestly, I, I think he. I don't think anybody else is necessary for this story right now because there's just they're focusing on but the I primary like characters. Yeah, I mean, but I, I get feel like if you're giving your audience fan service, then you should just deliver on the fan service and give it all. Yeah, like, and like you know, like back. <laughs> like Tomas was saying, all it takes is like a quick line, like "Oh, Zeb is yeah off doing this." what he's doing and Zeb is off him helping the Mandalorians reestablish Mandalore oh alright yeah okay now I'll go watch that show yeah <laughs> um, not, not a huge deal just that that one was that was weird to me too I do I do like seeing but this of course does go a bit back to the lightsaber fights I do really like seeing Ashoka fight I feel like the actress that they got to play her and her stunt double have really done a really good job of embodying her her movements the way she would use her sabers uh yeah 
I, I, I like the yeah. changes in her, her, her fighting style. It's definitely gotten a lot slower mm-hmm. on purpose. She used to be a much faster fighter can, when she was younger, and you can definitely tell she has age and uh, she's waiting for yeah, the opportune moments. There's even times where she like puts away her the yeah. second saber to focus on a more singular yeah, saber you fighting can still style. See that fluidity when she fights, even with a single saber, which you didn't see yeah. perhaps the way I don't know Anakin fights. You know what I mean? His his fighting style is much more chalked yeah. and cut, whereas hers is much more circular and pulling and pushing. And it, it's I really did, enjoy that did, fact. Did you guys watch yeah. the Clone Wars at all? Yeah. Did you guys watch the Clone Wars and stuff? It's been a okay. Long time. How did you feel about Hayden? <laughs> Yeah, Hayden reprising his fine. role. I mean, he he's essentially playing the Clone yeah, Wars Anakin, which is I really cool. And I really loved yeah him coming back, and I loved those scenes like when when they showed Ahsoka as as a young child, and those were like extremely emotional scenes in Episode Five. Which I mean, obviously at this moment it seems like that was the peak of the of the season i'm not sure how much how it can get any better this last episode episode six was probably close uh, mainly because of all the the almost weird dark looks from the newer troops the night troopers which were really cool looking and i have a, a theory about them that i'm 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 curious to see what's going on that Although whole situation if, if i could so, take it back to hayden christensen real quick uh I did not like his reprisal in Obi Wan. I, I didn't like it no, at all. Well, that was Obi Wan. No, but there's... I do like his reprisal in Ahsoka, and here is why. Here is what I think is the difference in Obi Wan. He, he doesn't, and I might be stepping on some toes here so i'm sorry but hayden doesn't embody vader to me he embodies that anakin that is going dark i don't know man did you see him in uh episode five that was pretty he did a lot of really interesting like flashbacks between vader and anakin like you could definitely tell that this is a more balanced a shut on and off the Sith power uh, Anakin now because he's, he's I feel like he's the true I, uh, balance of I the like force if you will Anakin but anytime they have Hayden Christensen acting as Vader I don't get the same impact from him as dark Anakin maybe it's his facial expressions maybe he acts really well with his face and so I really like seeing his facial expressions I don't know but when I see him as the turned Anakin, I, I freaking love it. When I see him as Vader, I'm just, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think <laughs> the de-aging in this was way better than oh, Obi-Wan. Yeah. I don't know what happened in Obi-Wan, but he <laughs> actually did look like age-appropriate in this. Yeah. So I give him credit for that. But no, I really like him coming back as this kind of in this kind of mentor role with Ashoka. I Ahsoka, I liked seeing him in that kind of dark Anakin, I guess, where he's not in the suit and everything. Um Yeah, that that's Vader. No, no, no. That's when that I is Darth Vader, Vader. I mean in the suit and everything. I hate him in the suit. It doesn't work for me. I don't know why the voice everything doesn't sound the same doesn't work but when I I see him as and I'm going to keep saying this dark Anakin I don't care if he keeps getting you all upset Alan because I'm going to keep saying it dark Anakin that's the that's the look I like that's that's the way I I feel like the body well when was he in the suit in the show because he wasn't in the suit in the we're not talking about obi-wan we already said said, obi-wan's terrible in obi-wan when he's in the suit i didn't like it and i so i'm just talking i wasn't talking necessarily about in ahsoka because in ahsoka i don't think he's been in the suit i don't think he's been in the suit no he hasn't that's why i was confused why you get i was just giving a comparison of saying that i like in ahsoka i like that he's not in a suit like okay i like that he's yeah 
he's Anakin. He's 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 Darth Vader, but without the suit, which is is fine. He does a good job. It, it was it was really good looking as he was switching back and forth. Which begs the question: Was that her interpretation of him, or is that his like Force Ghost? So we're unsure. There's a lot of rumors that he possibly has taken the role as the father. Oh, okay. So in the yeah, Clone Wars, in the Clone Wars, hence why he takes her out of into the world between worlds, hence why she was alive in the water, everything like hence it's all it connected. Better. There's a reason for it. It's supposed to remain mysterious for now. It's supposed to be like bringing up theories Anyways. and things right now. I liked it as far as as far as what it is. I definitely thought it was a step up. Oh, but yeah, I, I do still have some problems with it. But most of them are nitpicky. Some of them are glaring. But for the most part, I like it. I would I would definitely say it's worth a watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I disagree. that was pretty great. <laughs> uh, not worth your time. Fair, fair. Yep. Yeah. But we all know Kyle's wrong, so it's okay. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> no, I'm playing with you, Kyle. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Uh, well, I guess that's wrapping it up. That's the end of the episode. So I guess we'll see you in two wow. weeks. Someone's later. dragging him away by the collar. Anyways, see you guys later. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Bye.